another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello everybody and welcome to the horror show Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events i'm sean i'm joe welcome back joe what's going on Nothing. how you been pretty good man uh, we're uh you know riding high off the month of october we've gotten some some pretty damn good feedback feels feels like we're still on top of shit so so uh what what better way to, <laughs> what better way to bring it bring everything crumbling down than to uh do Trovember. And, and, and honestly, <laughs> the most frustrating thing is is I can't even call anyone else a stupid asshole. Like, it's me. It's me this time. I read the plot synopsis last episode. We agreed to do Trovember. We, we were very gung-ho about this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so a mistake. Oh, man. And, you know, the thing with the thing with these trauma movies, you got this cover, right? It says Rabid Grannies. The name's great. I'm sold. I'm sold already. It's called Rabid Grannies. Sold. Just from that. The the tagline is, they love grandchildren, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well done. Fucking yes. Okay. Uh, the little logo. Oh, can, I, can I interrupt you already? Yeah, of course. <laughs> were there any grandchildren in this? Because they were the aunts, weren't they? Correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> um, and then the logo, the cool little logo, some dentures with fangs in a glass of water getting cleaned. And you got these insane looking grandma grandmas, which like, yeah, they look rabid for sure. You see some feet in it, like some like old, dirty, eaten, dead feet. And this little girl being like, what the fuck? It this poster spells perfection, right? It, like I, I said it before, it reminds me a lot of the uh, parents' um, cover, and I don't know why that is. They're totally different. A plus marketing, just A-plus great. Marketing. Yeah, just like you're like, it. okay, I'm in, I'm in. This this is this is uh, cannibalistic <laughs> relatives <laughs> genre, right? Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's trauma. Like Lloyd didn't direct this one, but it's still trauma. So trauma can be fun. Terra Firma is fun. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. You know, Toxic Avenger, same thing. And, and trauma then- did co-produce this. Um, so they definitely like. I know we've talked about this before. You kind of need to stick if you're definitely going to do trauma. You need to stick with a trauma like trauma produced, trauma made, which this so sort of was. This- this was actually made in Belgium first. Okay. And then Troma, Troma bought, bought it. Yeah, bought Troma bought it. it. Okay. And Troma edited it. The original version is is gorier. Which, what are you doing? Why are uh, you Troma? <laughs> fucking kidding me? Since when do you edit things? Uh, not that it would have made it any better, but like, what the? That's Isn't that the point of being Troma? To buy shit that nobody else is going to distribute and just put it out there? Of course. Why the fuck are you editing things? Joe, are you kidding me? they put out, what, what's that fucking terrible one that we watch? The, uh, the craziest Poultry one. Guys? No, the craziest one. It, it was just... Terra Firmer? Terra Firmer. 
that is a movie that probably they left nothing on the cutting room floor. No, dude. No. <laughs> guy ate a fucking spoonful of shit out of a guy's shitty underwear. Because <laughs> he thought it was pudding for some reason. <laughs> By the way, rehab. Ron Jeremy has <laughs> Ron Jeremy has the pickler. Dude, that that is that is Trauma's MO. There's so much funnier in retrospect, and then you sit down to watch it and you're like, oh man, like come on. But when you rehash it, it's like fuck, that's funny. Yeah, and so the the version we watched is the um I believe it is the trauma cut. Um there's a few different cuts. There's a director's cut, there's a trauma cut. Uh I could not get my hands. Oh no, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. We I'm gonna tell you right now which one we watched. We watched oh no, it doesn't say 1.23. Hang on, I'll tell you right now. I don't know which one. <laughs> I think we I think we watched the director's cut. And the reason I think that is because whenever it was a gory scene, um it cut to that weird format. Did you notice that? I did. So that's why I think it's either it's got to be the director's cut then because if all that shit was cut out, what the fuck was even in the movie? <laughs> and Joe, if you're trauma if you chose any movie that you were like, "Listen, let's edit out the gore so we can tell a real story here." This is not- this is not the one. This is not the one. <laughs> this is not the one to do that to. Dude, I, I was. This movie is so baffling. I, I wrote down a quote because I was like, "You actually texted me this question today." But I watched this movie yesterday, and before, like, I didn't want to text you and ruin anything or, or sway sway your your thoughts in any way whatsoever. <laughs> So I was just scouring the internet. Something, something. by the way, which I never do. I never do. I never want to know anyone else's opinion. I don't want to steal shit. But after I finished this, I was like, I have to see what other people are saying about this. Just to make sure I'm not missing something. Right. And it was overwhelmingly on our on my side. <laughs> and, and I wrote down one from a website called Basement Rejects. And it said, the problem with this movie is, as mentioned, there is no plot past possessed grannies and i was like thank you thank you i have to write that down because there there are times when we do movies where i'm like what am i missing here but this is this is like the biggest biggest example of that because halfway through i'm like there is nothing that is happening what am i watching there there's no story to be told there's and even at the end there's no resolution there was no real climax it's just shit happening for no reason joe you're 100 right i got drunk last night and i um i watched this and i took notes and i woke up this morning and i know i felt this way last night also but I woke up this morning and I could not, I remembered parts of the movie and I remember taking the notes because I was like, I wasn't that drunk, but I could not figure out what the fucking story was for the life of me. And this I looked not at, there. And I looked at my notes and I was like, I don't, I don't understand what happened in this movie. And I think this might be, and we've made fun of a lot of movies for having no story and no plot. Um, I genuinely believe this is the first movie we've done that actually has none. <laughs> I was gonna tell you, I, I don't, I don't want to hear a complaint again about Terrifier and Art the Clown for not having a plot because, <laughs> because, because there's this. Like, this is a whole different level. 
whole different playing field. This is terrifying. This is insane. And what's scary is I think that they thought they had a solid story here <laughs> and a solid plot. I don't know what they thought because also the most probably the most baffling thing about it is they're really good at fucking special effects. Like, oh my god, this movie couldn't have cost them a fucking thing, <laughs> but somehow they are like phenomenal special effects. And it was just like one day somebody was like, "Hey, I'm really good at this. Let's just let's just do it for 90 minutes and see what happens." It, you know, that had to have been what it was. It doesn't progress past that whatsoever. It's just like a showcase for these guys' skills, which I'm sure I'm sure they went on to do a lot of grease. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite thing about this this movie is the amount of characters that they introduce you to. By the way, this guy directed uh, Kickboxer Two. I think um, the director of this movie. Um, maybe not though. I might be wrong. I don't know why I'm getting my information from. Oh no, he did. He did this in Kickboxer Two in '91, and that was it. Okay. So like, he's somewhere like telling his grandkids, like, I made this movie called Rabbit Granny. <laughs> <laughs> um, the budget is 150 grand. I don't. Well, I, I mean, they're shooting so on film. I, I thought about this during this movie. Funny enough. Because you always see these low-budget movies, and the budgets are always, like, hundreds of thousands. And it's like, there's no way these guys got loans. There's no way these people had that money. So, like, where do they cal- where do they calculate this from? I think about that all the time. Where do they calculate that from? And, like, maybe it is. Like, if they wrote down every single expense over the month, like, maybe maybe it's not that unreasonable that eight people spent $150,000 during that time. But, like, they definitely didn't just front one hundred and fifty thousand dollars you know no, what I mean? yeah i think you're right i think you're right and i mean it's kind of like uh how um why can't i think of it the peter jackson's first movie funny enough uh i feel like i've said that a hundred so full disclosure uh sean got drunk while watching the movie i got drunk while recording this episode <laughs> like more so than usual because because our whole gimmick from day one whether people like it or or, or not, sometimes it's a criticism. Our whole gimmick, our whole shtick is to talk scene by scene of what happens. What the fuck are we going to say? Like I had to, I had to drink more this time. How are we going to do an episode on this? Um, I, I've already forgotten what point I was about to make. So, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot, too. Uh <laughs> What were we talking about? We were talking about budgets. Oh, uh, oh no, you said Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah. And, and I said, uh, it reminded me when I was watching like the trailer and like looking at the pictures of Dead Alive or Bad Taste, like those disgusting women, like yes. old women with like big earrings and like drawn out faces. It, yes. I was hoping it would be something like that. But he, surprise, surprise, knew how to tell a story. And that's why he became what he, what he is. <laughs> And you know what was else was very similar was the like very um, low volume of of the dialogue, <laughs> but at least in Peter Jackson movies you can still understand them. In this, I did not know what they were even saying. Joe, I feel like I was nuts. I honestly couldn't hear anything they were saying. <laughs> if you told me they were speaking another language the whole time, I would have pulled this. <laughs> so so. 
were they speaking? So was this overdubbed? Because I, I was trying to figure that out too. Because there were times when it looked like it was perfectly paired up, but then there were times where it looked like it was overdubbed. And like I know it's it's a Belgian made movie and they speak French, but I honestly couldn't tell. Okay, so are you ready for this fact? Because it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> yes. I don't know if we've ever seen a movie like this. Maybe this is commonplace. I don't think it is. To sell the movie internationally, the director made the entire the, the whole cast was only French speaking, but he made their he made them read their English all their lines in English phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> so they were basically like mouthing English words that they didn't know. Like, they were just saying the sounds of these words. <laughs> and then they still overdubbed them. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. That fucking killed me when I found that fact. I was Because I thought the same thing. It made no sense. Sometimes they were dead on. Like, And I was like, oh, that's wild. Like... You know, maybe it's just luck. <laughs> and sometimes they were way off. But yeah, no, they were saying English words that they didn't know and then had English people dub it over. So that's fun. <laughs> Are we going to continue with Trovember? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the uh, the poll on Patreon? I didn't because I wanted to talk to you about it. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can, at the end of this, maybe we can go through some titles and try and find one that isn't a flaming piece of shit. So, so, so after last episode, we I had a lot of people reach out to me. Um, there was that one stuck on you. Stuck on you was like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry, people. Everyone that reached out and was like, my vote is for stuck on you. No. I'm <laughs> Rabbit Granny sucked enough. I'm not doing stuck on you. Like a Skinamax comedy. Um, what somebody, dude, oh, I, I, cause you know, I, I did those, um, I did some, uh, live streams for the Patreons last night, kind of like a pop-up thing just to have some fun and like talk to people and test out the new platform. And, uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Barry was talking about trauma people and I laugh. I was laughing so hard. I was almost crying because <laughs> He was just like, trauma people smell. Oh, I think Huvian Hawk was talking about it, too. He's like, they all, like, live there. They all live in the same house. (laughs) They stink. It's so fucking weird. And I was like, dude, you're totally right. Like, every time I've seen them at a con, it's like a bizarre group of people that appear to be, like, related or family somehow. Oh, man. Um... We should get into this movie. It was made in 1988. So at the end of this, let's talk about what trauma movies we can choose from. I mean, it's 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 killer condom. But y'all, I, I say that, and I know I know it's not. Joe, <laughs> killer condom is German, first of all. Is it? Oh sure my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say after this movie, I really don't trust the best names. <laughs> Like, I feel like we have to Google what are the best trauma movies and like find a Reddit thread on it. Although maybe not. They'll they'll definitely be like, Rabbit Granny's a superior storytelling. <laughs> um, no, I just I I we need to get a list. Um, because 
uh, going by name, I'm I was all on board with Killer Condom. But now after seeing this, I'm like, I feel like we're going to get fucking, we're going to get fucked with Killer Condom. It's going to be this fucking movie all over again. The only one that I'm interested in, so many people have uh, mentioned it, is that Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. I mean, that's that's a great title. Which you want to, I know, which like we want to, we want to give again, it's the fucking, the curse of trauma is like you hear these titles and you're like, holy shit. And the the plot's going to be amazing and we're sound amazing. And then we're going to be like all in and it's going to be a piece of shit. Let's look it up. Let's look up what the plot is. Chopper chicks in zombie town. It's night. It's a year after this one. It was released by trauma. It was not made by trauma though, which is probably for the best, right? (laughs) Billy Bob Thornton's in it. And how sparks. Um, the film is about an all female motorcycle gang named the Cycle Sluts. <laughs> uh, they meet an evil scientist turned mortician who has been killing local townspeople with the aid of his long suffering dwarf assistant and turning them into zombies to use as labor at an abandoned mine. <laughs> makes these fucking movies (laughs) oh my god all right well (laughs) the mine is also radioactive (laughs) of course it is all right anyway we'll go through those at the end let's talk about rabid grannies um you ever like you ever drink and you smell like college <laughs> does that ever, does that ever dude, happen to you, Sean? Sean, that's so funny you said that because uh, while watching Rabbit Grannies, I had a seven on seven and I made it super strong, and I got like the most. <laughs> when I lived in uh, when I lived in when I lived in the house, um, I took a job at Kohl's working the midnight shift, so I would I would I would restock things until three in the morning, and I would come home and it'd be like Bizzle and like a bunch of fucking. <laughs> A bunch of fucking other people. <laughs> that, that's what, in case you want to keep it in there. A bunch of other people um, that would be still awake. And I would immediately go and, like, make a gin drink or a whiskey drink uh, at 3 in the morning and just get fucked up to, like, 8 in the morning and, and just ruining my life. Um, but, but, yes, the answer to your question, yes, I, I made that drink and it was super strong. I was like, oh, my God, I just got a flashback of, like... <laughs> Hitting me because I'm drinking for no reason right now. I'm watching right. a shitty movie. You know? Right. My 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 thing is when I start mixing um, types of alcohol. Like I've I've been drinking beer and now I just grabbed wine and like the mix and the aroma of these different alcohols hits me and it's just like it smells like the floor of a party house. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking disgusting. All right. So rabid grannies. We start. Yes. We're going to try and do this. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it, but we will. We meet. <laughs> this, I'm, already, I'm already interrupting. Uh, this, this feels like a bonus. It feels like it should be a bonus episode. It should Because before, before, you, before you try and break it down scene by scene, we've already talked about how it has no plot. The first 40 minutes, just an FYI for anyone curious about watching this, is so dialogue driven 
It's ridiculous. It, it's and it's so like proper, and it starts with classical music too. And it's on. It, it's like it's like watching a play. It's very very baffling. Joe, can you imagine talking for forty minutes and not having a plot? Some even accidentally. <laughs> that that's the thing. That's the thing. So so you can give them credit that the first forty minutes do set up a plot. Because they're going to their aunt's house and sure. they all want their aunts. They all want, ultimately, they all want their aunts to croak so they can get their inheritance. That's what we pick up because we, we watch 20 different family members say the same thing. And they're like, I hope those old bags fucking die and, and give me something. That's fine. That sets something up. But once you, <laughs> once you get to, to the house, that's the end. That's, that's the end. And, and nothing comes back of that. That's, it's set up. It's it's such like an unfinished thought. It sets up why they're going there, and then and that's it. That's that's the end of your your story. I feel like every character in this is also an unfinished thought. The 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 characters in this are crazy, and they they, they were they were really trying to go for like a a knife. What was that movie? Knives Out. Knives Out, dude. You're right. They were right. really trying to go for like a Knives Out vibe in this. Like eight different people. They all have these backstories. Yeah, like a like a who done it? Except 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 you know who did it from the get go because <laughs> they tell you. And also, none of it makes sense. And all the characters, all the backstory that they're giving you is totally useless. <laughs> it's so true. And Joe, I've never. I'm bad in these movies when it comes to keeping track of their names and stuff. I, I'm really bad at that. And I know that. But this movie, I did not know anyone's even remotely what they were doing or no. who they were. No. The only, the, honestly, without, so first of all, I never write those. Second of all, uh, maybe I'll write like, you know, four or five lines down of something I want to talk about. I have like two things written down here. And, the only people I can remember distinctly is the the portly guy and his and his girlfriend who for some reason doesn't want to say that they're dating, and, and 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 it comes into which like why are you bringing her to dinner then? And then it comes into play at some point because she's like, oh yeah, we've been together for a while, and then like like you hear like a record skip and like everybody looks at him. He's like, whoa, she didn't mean that, but I don't know why. I don't know why they're saying. That. <laughs> There's like three couples with the same plot, which is like, no one should know we're dating. <laughs> and none of it, none of it comes into play ever. It has nothing to do with what's about to happen. I'm laughing so hard. It's so insane. Why, why did they give the same plot to three different couples? that couple there's the, the lesbian couple and then there's another couple and they're all the same plot they're all like god if anyone knew we were together <laughs> why are you bringing that Which, why why are you bringing that yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's fucking madness and 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 the lesbian couple was at least the smartest one because she's a writer and she was like you're my like uh uh what did they call it they had a name for it and it's i'm saying that like it's like a weird word but it's not a weird word it's like contemporary or something right um, she's like, oh, I told them you're my contemporary, but like the big fat guy's like, they can't know we're married. <laughs> like why? <laughs> right. Why? He's like, they'll cut me out of the will. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my and God. Again, why? Why would they do that? There's no indication <laughs> as to why, 
why they would do that. At least I don't think so. Maybe they said it. So, so someone's going to be like, well, you weren't listening. Oh, my God. You're, okay. You're so right. like, here's I wasn't. The, here's the thing. The woman's significantly younger than him. I think they say 30 years, possibly. And it's his second wife. It, who? That wouldn't even fucking matter. And again, why would you bring her? <laughs> Especially if you don't have a story, which they didn't. I think they were just like, yeah, just say you're uh, a person. <laughs> And then they cut to other people and they're like, oh, God, it's Jerry and his new wife. And by the way, his name's not Jerry. That's made up because I don't know anyone's fucking <laughs> name in this. So other people do know. And he's just whatever. He looks like uh, Harry Potter's uncle. Uh, <laughs> uncle Vernon. Vernon. Uncle Vernon. Dursley. Yeah. <laughs> Vernon Dursley. One of my favorite characters of all time in the Harry Potter series. He's such a piece of shit. Dude, my one of my favorite scenes, and I don't know why, it just fucking cracks me up so much, is when, I forget which movie it's in. I think it's like the the one where it's the last time Harry Potter's in the house, maybe. But um, what's the kid's name? Dudley? Dudley Dursley? Uh, is it Dudley Dursley? I, I don't know why. I, can't, well, I do know why I can't remember. <laughs> feeling nice but uh yeah it's dudley, right. it's dudley dursley it's dudley dursley so dudley dursley comes stomping down the stairs because he just does that to piss harry off because harry lives under the stairs and he's like he's like there's only 43 presents under the tree <laughs> and fucking harry's uncle vernon is like oh well uh you know they are significantly bigger <laughs> than last year and he's like only off by like one. <laughs> he's like they're off significantly bigger. <laughs> that shit fucking cracks me up. Anyway, I wish this was Vernon Dursley. It's not though. I looked it up. I don't know why I thought it would be him, but <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. I had a lot of hope in it. One of one of one of the first things that I wrote down is that I had said out loud. This is the most low budget movie I have ever seen. And Tina <laughs> Tina goes, Are you sure about that? Which which because she watched it with me, unfortunately, unfortunately for her. Um, which which made me raise the question, is this the most low budget movie that we've done? Yeah, it's close, but I mean we did we do an episode on Dead Body Man or no? No. I think we did. I think we did. Joe, there's yeah, no way. We Did we Paul's really? Uh, yeah, we were at Paul's house. <laughs> Joe, how do we have the following we do? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dead body, man. <laughs> Covering a movie you can literally find nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. <laughs> like, no one's like, please cover dead body, man. <laughs> it's just a movie <laughs> you guys found. <laughs> uh, we found. We found in college, and Paul laughed so hard at the end. Ending that he wound up in the fetal position, which, by the way, it's not that funny. It's not that ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if we, like, pandered to, to the audience. <laughs> How many listeners we have? We have an insane amount of listeners. <laughs> and we're doing shit like that. <laughs> Dead body. A movie no one could watch, even if they wanted to. <laughs> All right, let's get into this fucking movie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we open <laughs> we open with two priests. One of them says his aunt's 
will be having a Remington family tradition, which, yeah, it's a Remington family tradition. It's a birthday party for, for his two fucking aunts. Like, yeah, it's a fucking tra- a birthday. Yeah, birthdays are tend to be traditions, you piece of shit. Also, why do these people hate their aunts so much? <laughs> they, they never reveal that, but there's never any person that's like, oh, they're not that bad. It's literally every person in the car is like, I can't wait to these fucking old pieces of shit die. <laughs> even the even the relatives that aren't relatives, like the significant others and the the wives that haven't met them yet, are like, yeah, I can't wait till they fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we get these credits and we meet the two aunties who are just being old ladies um, shopping, uh, giving wine to the homeless guy. (laughs) Um, Here's the weird thing, though. For this not being a trauma film, it is shot exactly like a trauma film. Yes, it is. Like, I I don't know. I got the trauma vibe from it right off the bat, which I thought was interesting. I don't know how they do that. Like the ones that they acquire right. to like distribute, they're all shot the same way. Maybe it's just maybe that just means it's just bad filmmaking. Like they just find <laughs> that don't know what they're doing. That's why I they mean, all look the same. I think that's like a part of it. And it's probably they're using the same probably like cheaper cameras. Um I mean all camera was film at the time. You know what I mean? So it was all yeah. very expensive equipment. So they were probably all using the same cheap model right in the same film i don't know there's something about it but the way they're shot are just all very similar um maybe you know what the 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 underlying theme is probably like film school students who like were taught certain ways to shoot (laughs) and then all coming in with the same the same technique um and this was shot in france or belgium Belgium. both of them (laughs) jury's out even with them they're not sure now the first characters we meet besides the aunties and the priests are these a maid and her mother who is the chef of the family yep (laughs) (laughs) um two characters which i'm pretty sure this this chef this cook maid cook mom I'm pretty sure she's the one on the cover of the box art. I'm like 90% sure that's her on the cover, dude. Are you talking about the yellow, the the one in the yellow? Is that the box art you're talking about? Um, It's like the little girl in the pigtails and and the two behind her. Yes. The two behind her. I thought she was the one in the left, but I might be nuts because the maid, the maid looks like a rabbit granny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah before before the curse happens the cook looks like a rabid granny and i really was like oh this is her um but then i was like why is her daughter a maid Dude. and these characters are highlighted frequently throughout the movie and um, i know you're gonna i know you're gonna say this when when, when it happens but I'm, I'm gonna say it now anyways yeah. uh they go out to meet someone at the gate and that's when like the curse happens and and that cook lady's like, who are you going to meet the devil? And like, she's like, a, she's clearly looks already possessed and disgusting. And it's just her. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Valentino stripper. A hundred percent. And they, they highlight these people frequently in this, 
movie in the first 40 minutes the the maid and the um the maid is a younger woman and this older mother of hers um and what is their role in this movie nothing <laughs> they do nothing they're killed later on <laughs> but that's fine um we then meet uh let's see we meet uh Un- uncle dursley and his and his beautiful wife um and they're just screaming at each other uh, I don't understand a single thing they're saying. I, I, the volume was cranked down so low on these people's <laughs> vocals. It was unbelievable. I couldn't hear anything they were fucking saying. Um, and then, by the way, if you're going to overdub it and make these people phonetically speak English, maybe we don't use people with, with English accents and turn the volume down all the way. Because <laughs> the accents are thick, and I just don't hear a fucking thing they're saying. But, like, imagine... Me and you make a movie and we're like using foreign actors and we're like, listen, we got to sell this to the United States. So like, let's do this and we'll get English dubbing. And then what do we do? Then we're like, can we have the people that cannot speak the clearest English (laughs) and make sure, turn that volume to probably like a one, (laughs) put it to a one. (laughs) And also have them, have them just, just do dialogue for the first 25 minutes. (laughs) Oh man. Um, yeah, but, uh, basically I don't understand what he's saying, but he wants the aunts to die, which we talked about. And, uh, his reasoning is so he can use the money to help his business. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> I just remembered cause I, I mean, I didn't just remember. I just read my note. Uh, the, the wife is like, does the family know you've remarried? And he's like, they don't. And he, he said, he's told them he's bringing a singer with <laughs> that's his excuse he's like hey by the way my mom aunts i'm bringing i'm bringing a singer with me <laughs> oh man we meet another person uh this guy he builds weapons um and they tell you this stuff like you're gonna care about these characters <laughs> or need to know them um you don't you don't. That's, that's what I was saying before. They they spend so much time right here in this first act, right, giving backstories to characters, and then just to give up on them. Just be like, well, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like doing the first thirty minutes of Knives Out, and then being like, hey, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> you know what, I'm fucking exhausted. Because <laughs> like that's how it starts. Like you meet all these unique characters, right? Like sort of. <laughs> but like, why? Why even develop a personality for this guy? Like they couldn't exactly. They couldn't even structure the family in a way that I understood. I don't know how any of these people are related, or if they are. <laughs> Besides that, they have some of them have aunts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We meet another person. Uh, it's a woman. She's on a bike. She's hearing voices. Those voices don't come into play. The bike doesn't come into play. And I'm not sure who she is. Then we meet another person who is driving a car super fast. And I wish he, he's, <laughs> he identifies the woman on bike by her name, but I don't hear it. But he announces her as, oh, it's whatever her name is, the family virgin. And then runs her off the road. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with this movie? 
Oh my god. We then meet the um gay couple, uh two women who um they have a they also are hiding their relationship from the aunties. Um and they are playing it as a collaborator for writing. So <laughs> this woman brought her uh, I don't think they're married, brought her girlfriend there and is telling people so we have a singer and a collaborator for, for writing for a one night dinner party <laughs> <laughs> which like if the writers were were good at what they do like that would be the one that can like make sense like these these are older couples like maybe they're not of like, course like they're assholes, yeah. you know you know they're frowning upon that and then something comes of that but but <laughs> they ruined they threw that out the window by giving the same plot to everyone else that showed up and also nothing like like there's no redemption for this uh, the, there's no like there's nothing it's just it's just weird <laughs> like oh, not not them but like it's just weird to throw all this in with the same plot for everybody and quite possibly the most offensive <laughs> the most offensive thing for this gay couple is 10 minutes into the movie because we're gonna be there is the guy that runs the woman off the road who's I, I want to say he's a dickhead, but, like, really, we don't know that much about him. <laughs> we really don't, and we don't learn anything more than this. This scene where all these people are driving in is where we get all the exposition, right? Everything's spelled out here, but nothing is spelled out. So this is all we've got. This is all we've got to go by. But that guy approaches the girlfriend of his cousin i guess i don't know how they're related anyway he approaches the girlfriend and he's like dude i could not believe this scene he goes and i know i'm skipping ahead but he's like yeah i know you want a man like he's like hitting on her and she's like listen i'm not about that and he's like i know you want a man and then she's like all right fine <laughs> and just fucking starts having sex with him it's the most unbelievable scene i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> so fucking offensive. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, so all these people are just driving in. That's what these scenes are. They're just them driving in. And every single one of them tells us how miserable they are about <laughs> coming to this. So I don't know why any of them are coming. I think it's just because they don't get written out of the will is my guess. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the most logical thing that they were able to, to write in this movie is that and they're that's all they're next doing. to each other. They're all side by side because we hear them referencing other people and they're like, Oh, look at him. He's with his new wife. <laughs> oh man. And I, I don't know any of these characters names, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, now's the scene where, um, <laughs> now's the scene where the guy's harassing the girls, the girlfriend, of a girl. Like, how is anyone supposed to know what I'm talking about? I, I, can't, I can't even reference these people properly. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, that guy also, uh, when he's talking um, to, to the girlfriend, he goes, he, he's, he tries to purchase her. He's like, how much is it going to take for me to buy you? And then ultimately she goes to him for free because he's like, you want a man. <laughs> okay. Well, they all go to dinner. Uh, they, they, they prepare the lobster in one of the most bizarre fashions I've ever seen in my life. 
that they've prepped the lobster so they're like standing up <laughs> with their arms out. I've never seen anything like it. That honestly probably took the majority of the budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's such an insignificant scene, and and like that really stood out to me almost more so than anything other than the transformations. Like, Absolutely, why, that's why the that only happen? thing that stood out was this fucking sh- fucking lobster standing upright on their fucking hind legs. <laughs> oh man. Um all the women in this movie are just constantly being harassed. Um, the priest is, he's a weirdo. He almost stabs a kid in the movie, <laughs> like with a fork. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm teaching him how to use a fork. The kid's like 10 years old. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the maid. Okay, so. First of all, do you know any of these people's relation to each other or no? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like I was losing my mind when I was watching this. The maid goes out. This is, the, there's like a doorbell. Uh, the mom sends the maid out, the younger maid out. This is what you were talking about. And the woman goes out there and there's a lady at the gate. And she's like, open this gate, open this gate. <laughs> So she opens it. She's wearing like a fucking Count Dracula cloak. Like, just go inside. Like, the fuck are we doing? Um, she says, "Would you give them this and wish them the best birthday of their lives?" And then that lady leaves. Now, so, so I know they allude to this, right? And I, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. There's, there's somebody that didn't show up, right? It's right. it's like the black sheep of the family, and it, honestly, I only know this from reading, from trying to read the synopsis. Because <laughs> even even Wikipedia doesn't know what's going on because yeah. it gives like a two sentence synopsis. So apparently, the one that doesn't show up is a devil worshiper. I don't. I'm not even sure they mentioned that, but he he didn't show up, so he sent that lady, <laughs> <laughs> which is insane. And his name is Christopher. And by the way. If 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 all these people hate the 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 aunties, they ha- they all hate Christopher a thousand times more <laughs> for not a whole lot of reason. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, so yeah, so he's the one that sent this gift, right? A- and it, it it's it's insane. So the woman that married Fred, I, this is the first name I have written down. I don't know who it is. Oh, it's Harry's uncle. Harry Potter's uncle. <laughs> it's <was> Fred. <laughs> this is that scene you were talking about. She randomly yells out, I don't regret marrying Fred out of nowhere and for no reason. After he was like, listen, you can't fucking say a word about this. <laughs> and then that's when the record scratches and everyone's shocked. But nothing comes from that. There's no side plot. There's no anything. Everyone's just like, okay. And then Fred's just like, hey, hey, hey this, uh, this woman's an idiot. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, also, the aunties start like talking and they are, they appear to be doing an ad, like I would call it an Adam Sandler old lady voice. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be their real voices. 
she's like, someone brought me a gift and we we should open this, shouldn't we? <laughs> and it's like the most cartoonish voice of an old woman I've ever heard. Um, And no one else brought them presents. <laughs> Adam Sandler voice. That's dead on. <laughs> and no one else brought them a present, which they're all like, oh, shit, should we have brought a present? Dude. You, this whole weekend has been about you guys impressing these women and like <laughs> hiding shit from them. And none of them brought a press. <laughs> Literally just buttering them up by being there. <laughs> just <laughs> gracing them with their presence. Uh, and the present is from Christopher, who everyone hates. And we're told that Christopher, uh, the big issue here is that we're told Christopher was celebrating bla- a black mast in a cemetery once. And, like, that's the reason everyone fucking hates this guy. (laughs) And they hate him. As soon as they say her name, they're like, oh, fucking Christopher, what a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So they open the box. There's another box in there. Um, And this conveniently coincides with the birthday cake coming out. Which, I wrote that note thinking, you know... (laughs) Figuring something was going to come out of the box and go into the cake. But instead, the cake's fine. Um, but it does get into their drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they interrupted that scene with the cake being brought out. And then ultimately didn't need the cake in the scene whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, boy. And then somehow the aunties are just infected, right? And now starts really where you start seeing the plot just devolve into nothing. Because we see smoke come out of the box. And it kind of lingers over the drink. But we don't understand what that means, what it is, or why why anything is happening. (laughs) Um, The aunties get infected. And for some reason, everyone at the table is chanting a song, right? I think it's like their right. b- birthday chant, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But they're chanting a weird song. Um, and then they're like, where's the knife? We'll never get the cake cut. And then one of the auntie's fucking fingernails turns into like a fucking 14-inch <laughs> knife and cuts the cake <laughs> with her fucking fingernail. <laughs> Which, the effect is fucking fantastic. It's insane. It's disgusting. For a movie that nothing's happened until this point, like, there's no inkling that anything cool is going to (laughs) develop. Like, there's been zero effects whatsoever. There's been people doing things. I was really concerned. I was really concerned. (laughs) Dude, I was still pretty halfway through this. (laughs) Is anything going to happen? I was concerned. And then I was also equally concerned with um, the rabid grannies on the cover. They weren't really looking like that, you know? They weren't looking zombified, which is funny because they look zombified for probably 30 seconds before they turn into full-on monsters (laughs) for the remainder of the movie. Um the other auntie's hand has like a monster hand and she grabs the woman across the table by the face. And um, I don't think we see what happens with her. And then chaos ensues. Then the aunties kill the maid. 
very abruptly. <laughs> the one that they're setting up to possibly be like a larger character in this movie, she she's fucking dead. <laughs> she's fucking dead as a doornail. Um, my favorite things about this movie so far. They don't know what's happening, but they have conversations that are like, if we want to make it through the night, <laughs> why do you have to make it through the night? Like they do, they haven't told us anything. Right. 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 It's not like evil dead. Where it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to wait till the clock. You know, they have, they have a, an Necronomicon right. which is telling them anything. Right. Like, <laughs> Why do they need to make it to the night? They need to get they need to get out of there. Like I I genuinely think that they they had just seen Evil Dead and Dead Alive and they were just like they'll figure it out. <laughs> like we don't need to explain it. They'll just know. They've seen those movies. So we'll just r- randomly say these lines cuz that is a that is a quote. They say if we want to make it through the night. What the how the why is that going to change anything? And why don't you just like no one tried to leave ever? In this movie, by the way. No, they did. No, they didn't. Which, by the way, uh, they could have very easily. There's nobody preventing them. In fact, they all end up like going to the same room, which is like the worst place that they could have possibly gone. And they just set themselves up to be murdered. In the last 15 minutes, the fucking butler leaves the house and goes to the car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get something out of the car. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, you could have fucking left the house at any time. Because, <laughs> like, three quarters of the way through, you're thinking, okay, they didn't address it. But, like, okay, I'll assume that you can't, like, all the doors are locked or something. But then we watched the guy go outside and go get guns from the car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, we got, like you said, we've got two groups of family, and they've barricaded themselves in different rooms. I wish I could tell you who, but I I don't fucking know any of these people who is dating who or who is related to, except Harry Potter's uncle, who is in one room, and he is like, they don't exist. They're not, dude, the ultimate anti-masker, who's like, these... They all watched them transform and saw that happen. And everyone's like, we're all going to die. And he's like, they don't exist. And then he goes up and then he comes back two seconds later and he's got cuts all over his face. And he's like, okay, they exist. (laughs) Which I'm not even entirely sure that was the witch because when that happens, all you hear are cat noises in the background and he's only got two scratches on his face. So not entirely sure that was one of the aunties. Um, The other weird part about that is, and it happens a few times in this movie, the aunts are not very efficient at killing people. (laughs) Like, you can escape their clutches, you know? Like, multiple people have encounters with them and survive. (laughs) Right. Like, they escape with, like, flesh wounds, and then they're, like, it's really weird. Um but then other times they like eat people. <laughs> Dude, they literally rip you in so, half. Because there's, there's times where, where they like, you know, just scratch you. And it's literally just like a scratch that anybody's fingernails would give you. Yes. There's other times where they, where the, for some reason, they devour you. <laughs> Bite off your head. It's so weird. Um, the weirder younger guy that hits on everyone and the wife of Harry Potter's uncle, they're walking around together. I believe that's who we're watching. Um, And they're attacked by an auntie 
who now looks not like an auntie, but looks like Yellow Bastard from Sin City, but <laughs> but just red. <laughs> but just a red version of Yellow Bastard. Like a big bulbous head, bald ass head. It, it's fucking bizarre. Um, and then they encounter them. They get attacked and then they get away. And the, the movie cuts and they are now, they were walking around hallways and then it cuts and then they're in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything so baffling in my life. I, I, it was, I thought it was different people, but it's the same people and they're still somehow being followed. <laughs> also, why? And why, no. why is no. any of this why? happening? <laughs> Oh my god, it's so fucking weird. And and by the way, these people who are in the sewer also somehow make it out and into a car. <laughs> <laughs> and they're driving away and somehow the auntie like throws open the back the back door and climbs in. She does not appear to kill the guy driving the car, but she puts his, her hands on his face. Um <laughs> Just covers his eyes. Dude, I that's love what, it. That's what happened. She, she could have. She could have just killed him on the spot, but instead, just wants him to not be able to see where he's driving. Oh my god, it's so weird, dude. Did you did you notice there was like a um a, a banana peel gag in this movie? Except it wasn't it wasn't a banana. It was it was just somebody's like intestines. But no. Like, they, Dude, yes, they ripped somebody open. I don't remember who, but like, you know, some of the gore fell on the ground and then somebody slept on it like a banana peel. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um so so the auntie covers this guy's face, which I guess kills him because he's not in the movie anymore <laughs> after this. Um and the girl tries to run, but they grab her. Uh, uh, I've never seen anything so stupid. It's just, it's insane. The girl gets free and then the auntie is like, kill her. (laughs) And somehow the guy that she put her hands on, uh, runs her over and slams her into the fence. And this is our first real, I would say our first real crazy gore in the movie. Because she is like mushed up against the great, the mushed up against the fence, like like Play-Doh, right? Like she's like coming through it. This is just like a showcase for this. Like they're so good at making gore and making special effects. They really are. I hope those guys got fucking jobs after this. (laughs) They didn't. I don't know that to be true. They, they might have. They might. They might be super successful. They're not, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Also, uh, in one of the better scenes in the movie, uh, there's there's been there's like two kids in this movie that I didn't know existed in the movie. To be honest with you, until the scenes happened with them. <laughs> but anyway, one of them is a little girl. The other's a little boy. The mother. Somebody's like, hey, where's your kid? And she's like, oh, my God, I let her go to the bathroom and she hasn't come back. And somehow this girl is still wandering around the house after going to the bathroom. She's never found her way home. She finds the creepiest room of all time, which is just like an old attic-y space. Um, and, and, and we don't see what happens there. But 
this movie has so much fucking talking. I wrote a note here that was just like, how I can't believe how boring a movie is with made by trauma. <laughs> so that, I mean, I guess that's the difference between what they distribute and, and Lloyd making it. Cause at least Lloyd would have like, you know, had a lot more dick jokes. And, and <laughs> yeah. Lloyd would, have just, Lloyd would have just been a character in it. And it still would have been an awful piece of shit. <laughs> I guess things happen in Lloyd's movies. They do. They do. He would have brought in like, you know, watched up porn stars that for some reason everyone could recognize. And they would have some, some stupid role. <laughs> so true. And then he'd complain about why they're not blockbusters. <laughs> Every movie that doesn't make it big, I'm generally confused by. Like, Fuck you! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Should we do another interview with Lloyd? <laughs> yeah, because he's not going to listen to this. So, no, of course know. he's not. <laughs> Even if he did, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get Lloyd's uh, commentary on the recent election. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna email him tonight. Let's see if we what? can get him on. Would you want to have him on again? Yeah, yeah, dude, dude. First off, first off, in in all seriousness, Lloyd was the first person I ever interviewed in my entire life, and he was super cool, and and like he was very like gracious and like made yeah. made us feel comfortable. So I have a lot of respect for Lloyd and, and, you know, we're, we're ripping on him right now, but Lloyd's like, you know, Lloyd's name. He's, he's pretty and, legendary. And Lloyd does whatever the fuck he wants. And I do appreciate that about any artist. He does. And, he does. and, and, and that's why we do like tro trauma. And that's why we want to do Trovember, but it's all the other movies <laughs> that we have a problem <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking insane. Um, Lloyd built an empire. The empire is made of shit, but he still built the empire, you know? My empire. Imagine Johnny Cash was singing about Lloyd Kaufman. Wait, I said Johnny Cash as if he wrote that. Fucking, what's his name? Trent Reznor. Um, Lloyd, I I had something else I was going to say about Lloyd. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Lloyd did make us feel really comfortable, right? Like, it was the first thing we did for the show, celebrity-wise. Yeah. And then it was really funny because that same um, convention, we had booked a bunch of other ones. And they all fell through. And we all saw the true side of people. (laughs) And Lloyd was the only one that was like, oh, yeah, like, I'll make it work, right? And then other people... Lloyd Lloyd definitely made it work, and like I I remember you know because we were, we were still like what's the term uh, wet <laughs> wet years or whatever <laughs> yeah and, and like I, I remember both of us being like hey uh, like are we taking too much of your time like there's, there seems to be people waiting he'd be like dude do whatever the fuck you want like you you got me right now like well, he's like when he just he was he's literally just like when when you feel like you're done uh we'll be done so it's like you're the fucking man yeah it was really nice um comparatively um. The the other the other people we interviewed um, or tried to interview were not were not that uh, specifically. What was that fucking? What's the fucking guy that does a Crypt Keeper's voice? 
Dude, you want to throw shots at him? Uh, I'm, I'm I gonna fucking gonna throw, throw shots, dude. Because what, what the fuck's he gonna do? He's not doing shit. <laughs> I knew you're gonna do it, uh, uh, John Kassir. Dude, John it's so Kassir. funny because because literally everybody, everybody I've ever talked to is like, dude, he's the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> I'm John sure he is when you pay thirty dollars to get his fucking autograph, which is what he asked us to do for a fucking interview that we fucking booked like three months ahead of time. And then was like, sorry, I don't have time for an interview, but would you like to pay $30 and I'll talk into your microphone for you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I'm here, you stupid piece of shit. Thank you. <laughs> Dumb asshole. Anyway, um, that said, the reason I was thinking about that recently was um, somebody mentioned Joe Bob and um, like they were like, have you ever talked to Joe Bob before? And um, I said... We, we were supposed to do an interview with him and it fell through, but like, that was not his fault really. Right. Like, right. And, and unlike the Crypt Keeper guy, like I would rather John Kassir been like, Hey man, sorry, I don't have the time. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of being like, I do have the time. If you pay me $30, <laughs> that's fucking sleazy. Joe Bob was like, hey, guys, like, I'm really sorry. I don't have the time. We booked that ahead in advance. And his girlfriend was, like, really nice and, like, was like, I'm so sorry. Like, and, and he was, like, really tied up. And But he did talk to us. He did. He was super gracious. And, like, he only had, like, five minutes before going to his next thing. And right. He was, he, he was asking us, like, where we came from and be like, how are you guys enjoying it so far? Like, like we've known him, you know, it was right. like a, a nice conversation. It was really nice. And it was like, and like that I'm fine with like shit happens, right? Like we can't make everything. And we booked a lot of people and like he, he didn't know his times because the cons kind of like, I think he was doing like panels and shit too. So he was, he was. so they were, he, they didn't know the times in advance. So they were like, yeah, just come and try and find him. And I think we went and he wasn't there. And then we went again and then he was heading off to another panel and it was like, fuck it. But yes. that fucking Kassir guy, man. And then Lloyd, though, Lloyd was fucking amazing. And maybe he set the bar a little too high <laughs> for availability. Because <laughs> he was just like, come talk to me whenever you want. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Dude, he even said as soon as we finished, he was like, yeah, if you guys want to come back, shoot the shit, uh, I'll wanna, be here all day. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you guys want to, like, come over and talk sometime? <laughs> lonely Lloyd. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. Um, yeah. Are we still talking about this movie? <laughs> yeah, we are. Jesus. But we're almost done. The movie's almost over. <laughs> this, I can't tell. I can't tell if anyone's people are going to like this episode or not, because I'm having a lot of fun doing it. But I don't know if it's going to. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't either. Because, um, I mean, last week's episode, I was like, oof, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to like this. Also, still very funny how many people love Halloween 2018, right? Dude, honestly, Sean, I meant to, I mean, honestly meant to text you this. It was like refreshing because so many people in this day and age, it's like if you don't have the same opinion as yep. them, you're you're the enemy. Yep. <laughs> There's like, fuck you. And so many people were like, hey, uh, I completely disagree with you, but I loved every second of your episode. It was honestly refreshing. It was so nice. Um, and, and yeah, in today's world where people leave us comments that are like, you said Amityville Horror was a bad movie. 
<laughs> or no, wait, I'm sorry, Amityville Horror, what, two or three, <laughs> whichever yeah, one yeah. we did. Like, and, and we're upset, mad at us for that. Like, that's crazy. Like, like Halloween 2018 is like such a better made film. Like, <laughs> and we still shit on that. So if you liked that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But that's the point yeah. of the show, right? Like, who, who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, no. People, uh, I, I, I wasn't sure that move that episode was going to be anything. I was really worried about it, and people um, seemed to really enjoy that. So, um, so I don't know what they're going to think about this because um, the, there's no fucking. It feels movie. like a mess. <laughs> it feels like a mess, but uh, this <laughs> the movie has no plot, and neither does this episode. Like you know what I mean? Like it's very fitting. Like an episode, like our episodes are like playing with Play-Doh usually or Legos where you have like, we have like a normal structure and we can just build up and off of it. <laughs> and this is like playing with fucking like a puddle of mud. <laughs> like you literally can't build anything off of it. We don't know any of the characters names. <laughs> we don't know what's happening in the movie and it's not our fault entirely, but it is insane. Like <laughs> it's fucking insane. Uh, all right. So we, uh, where are we? Um, everyone's out looking around the house. I don't know what they're looking for. I think they're looking for the girl, the scenes of the gore. And I don't know if this is on every copy or just the copy we watched. It looks like they're shot with a fucking potato. It cuts from like, like restored high definition to like, dog shit like windows media player 1999 quality it's so weird and we go to a scene that it cuts to this and they're looking for the little girl who is supposed to be using the bathroom and we find her but we find a dog eating her legs and the girl is sitting there legless dying that is that is wild dude Agreed. That is fucking wild. The mom runs away after seeing her daughter limbless and dead, grabs her son, scoops him up, starts running, but then sees her son again. And the kid's like, mommy, what's going on? And then she looks at the kid she picked up and it's one of the aunties because it's like the kid's got like fake teeth in. And he's like, ah, and then just bites <laughs> off her fucking fingers. <laughs> bites her fingers clear off. Oh, man. They run away, but the aunties are on their heels. Um, By the way, I don't know how many of the errors you noticed in this movie because the movie's just so poorly made. But that that mother lost her fingers in a hallway, right? Right. She's running. So you imagine she's running. She's never stopped running because an aunt just possessed her child and then bit her fingers off. The next scene, it cuts and she's in a room and her hand is completely bandaged. (laughs) (laughs) Like just between cuts, shit just happens that we aren't told about. (laughs) Like they're just like, make it up. (laughs) Wait, but think, you know, honestly, for anyone that supported the the sopranos finale where it's like hey man the ends up to you what happened to tony it's you know what i mean like yeah the, the, use your imagination 
this movie's made for you because every time it fucking cuts, something... Ha- Use your fucking imagination. Don't complain about this movie if you were okay with the Sopranos finale. Because <laughs> the filmmakers are just like, hey, listen, something happened in between her getting her fingers bit off and this room two seconds later. That's up to you. How did she get the bandage? <laughs> um, would you watch this movie on Mushrooms? Uh... No, I wouldn't watch this movie ever. <laughs> I would watch this movie on mushrooms. <laughs> I don't know whether it would be a bad trip or a good trip, though. Dude, what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Dude, because you'd be like, you'd be lulled into that like false sense of security at the beginning. Be like, well, this isn't. It, it would just emulate your trip. Like, you'd be like, well. Nothing's kicking in yet, and then and the bullshit at the end. Fucking lose your mind. Eating some guy's booty hole. <laughs> All right, um, we should we should keep going. I think this episode. I think we've hit our hour mark anyway, uh, which is insane. Oh, we, after we, eleven o'clock, which is insane. We yeah, start, it is. started uh, at eight. We start. We started at eight with the. Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta start doing this earlier. I think the IG's gotta start at like seven thirty, <laughs> and then we start recording at eight. Um. All right. So, uh, the aunties, um, they get stabbed in the eye with a stake, uh, trying to enter a room. You think this would be a key to something in the future? It's not. It doesn't matter. They're fine. Um, the, the children's father, I think he's locked in another room with a priest and he's finally like, Hey, I should figure out where my wife and kids are. (laughs) And the priest is like, are you fucking nuts? Um, (laughs) and he leaves and everyone is just kind of sitting around in these different rooms. Not a lot is happening. The aunties, um, they fucked some people up, but also some people seem to be ev- be evading them pretty well. So I would just leave. <laughs> if I were any of these people, I would just fucking leave. Um, but they don't. Two people go to the kitchen. Um, they find the old lady, uh, the maid's mother, um, and her face is just fucking melted completely. Um, but we didn't see anything about that. Um, two guys, uh, a butler... Uh, it's the butler who we haven't really talked a lot about, but I guess he was the surprise main character of the movie and Harry, Harry Potter's uncle. How are these guys alive? By the way, did you notice around this period, like there were like all these people that were alive that you thought were dead? Did that happen to you? Um, I can't say that it did, but also oh. my interest was very, uh, very low at this point. Cause so the butler and like Harry Potter's uncle were alive. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then they proceeded to find like six other people that were alive. And I was like, I could have sworn they've already killed like 10 fucking people. Like, why are all these people still around? Um, anyway, they somehow discover how to get out. They, it's like a, it's a tunnel. Right. And the butler's like, you're too fat to get through this, but he's going for it anyway. And and by the way, that's literally what the butler says. I'm not I'm not paraphrasing and being an asshole. The butler's like, you're too fat. And <laughs> Harry Potter's uncle's like, fuck you. And then goes in and then two seconds later is like, help me, I'm stuck. <laughs> um, and this causes the aunties to hear them. So they come running and they eat 
his ass. <laughs> and the weird thing here, too, besides eating a grown man's ass, is that sometimes the granny's faces look like they're puppets, right? Did you notice? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's what I was saying before about like dead alive. Like, you know, when the mom turns. Yes. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes she looks like a puppet. Sometimes she just has makeup on. Like, that's what this looked like. What is the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> like, just put the makeup on the ladies and do it. Unless it's shot after, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they eat his ass. Um, and they are literally ripping his butt to shreds. And, and his. <laughs> And it's like, like, like tearing. It, it is gory, right? Right. Dude, there's a scene where she like rips the skin off his ass and starts licking the inside of the fucking skin. It's fucking vile. It is vile. Like this movie is gory when it wants to be. Oh my God. And then uh, <laughs> the butler, by the way, is in the same room. But these, these aunts have like supersonic hearing. The butler's in the same room, vomiting on himself. <laughs> and the aunties don't pay him two minds until he's like, it's too much. <laughs> you hear me? I'll kill you. He runs away. And he's able to get to the car and not drive away. Instead, he goes to the guns, which I don't understand why this is happening. But what's more confusing is why he co- then re-enters the house with the guns and starts shooting dishes. <laughs> the aunts have not been hard to spot. No, and nobody has like fought back. Have you noticed that too? Like, yes. Nobody's developed a plot to stop them. Nobody's been like, we need to fight back. They've just kind of wandered from room to room and, and gotten like ripped apart. <laughs> and then, and like to show you just how inconsistent it is. One of the aunties finally shows up. He unloads bullets into her, like a million bullets. She's fine. But then he trips her. <laughs> like, have a have a nice trip. See you next fall trip. <laughs> and that incapacitates the aunt momentarily. <laughs> and then he's super surprised to see the other one who shows up in knight's armor. <laughs> And she chops off his arms and both of his legs and then <laughs> and then sticks an axe in his dick and lifts him in the air <laughs> lifts him in the air. <laughs> Wait, you know what, Joe? This scene must have cost so much fucking money and <laughs> props. Cause like he's elevated in the air and it is the actor. It's not a puppet. Like his body is in the air. And it's just his torso, and he's got one arm. And then they take him from the axe and, like, heave heave him. Heave him off of this giant stick and throw the body down the stairs. It's, like, one of the most insane kills that we've ever seen. Like, not insane is in in great or gory. It's just absurd. Unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. You've already killed him. And then to like kind of like do this weird half-ass throw where the torso just kind of rolls down the stairs. It's so silly. <laughs> oh man. Um 
I was about to say, I think the priest is the only one left, but there's like three other fucking people. <laughs> Maybe more. I don't even know. <laughs> the aunties go after the priest, um, which like this, this movie's so weird. Cause there's like some moments where you're like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like in, instead of just killing the priest, they're torturing the priest by being like, Hey, listen, we're going to torture you for hours. And you're going to wish you were fucking dead and you'll go to heaven or you can kill yourself and you're going to go to hell, but we won't be able to torture you. <laughs> that is Such the most like a, diabolical thing I've ever heard. Just a, a diabolical and like an existential dilemma for a movie that has <laughs> no reason to bring this into it whatsoever. I show no genuine thought whatsoever into it. <laughs> they they give this priest the greatest like puzzle of all time. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And he kills himself. <laughs> like, dude, by the way, he kills himself. The effects are like the fucking cover of a mayhem album. <laughs> fucking brain splattered on the wall. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it was genuinely gross. I was fucking grossed out by it. All right. We got two more family members left, I think. <laughs> Every time somebody died in this movie, I was like, oh, there's one more. And there's always another one. And, and uh, like, you haven't seen them. They just, like, pop out of rooms. Like, hey, remember me? And you don't even remember them. Like, of, cor- of course not. Of course not. Like, uh- so we got like this, like maybe husband and wife. They might have just been made up. I don't know. But the lady looks like a McPoyle from like It's Always Sunny. <laughs> um, and they 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 have um, they they have the box. They have the box that the grannies um, the the fucking curse came from, I guess. Um, and they're going to destroy it. And then McPoyle is like. We should kill it in a consecrated place. (laughs) Let's go to the chapel. Why would you even be thinking about that? And why is there a chapel on the premise? (laughs) (laughs) Why is it coming into play now? And like, again, we don't know anything about this box. They have yet to say fucking anything. We don't know what this is or why. Why does it have to be in a consecrated place? Is it the devil? Is it from the black mass? We have no fucking idea. They've never even just, they've never given us an ounce of information about what is happening (laughs) or what the aunties are. Right. Right. Like, right. Rabid grannies. The idea of maybe grannies getting bitten by a raccoon and losing their minds or something. (laughs) I'm down with that's an easy, easy thing. And you could just tell us that we don't know even what the fuck happened here. You're fucking bizarre. I, mean, I just assume they're possessed, but like again, why? And you know, what's the, what's what's the end game? And, and why would anyone else assume that they're uh, anyway? <sighs> okay, so they go to the chapel, but the aunties kill the guy by folding him in half. <laughs> oh, and there's more people alive. We see like two more people show. It's fucking insane. The brunette lady, she's banging on the door. Uh, there's another kid. There's a little boy now somehow. And another lady, they let her in. 
They let the McPoyle in. Um, and the lady starts smashing the box with a crucifix. It's <laughs> like you assume is like, a, oh, this isn't going to work because she already said to go to a consecrated site. Um, but it, it does work. Because <laughs> 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 um, their heads start bubbling, exploding. And in the weirdest thing, they just turn back to the old grannies. The old aunties. Yeah. I was expecting them to like explode, you know? Yeah. Like, or face melt. Or <laughs> no, they just turn back to the old grannies who are like, what happened? <laughs> uh, we get a very calm ending too, which is insane because of, you know, everything that happened. But <laughs> this kid's whole family is <laughs> murdered. And then one of the, <laughs> it's a little boy. He's like 10. And, uh, one of his relatives, we don't know what, I assume an aunt or something, is like, well, will you? I guess you'll get to live with me. And this guy just saw his entire family get wiped out. And he goes, oh, that's smashing. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Are you sure that's smashing? <laughs> Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Everyone you love is dead. Um <laughs> We see a cop or maybe a taxi driver, unsure, driving around one of the uh, ladies. I think it's the McPoyle. Um, I guess he's driving her home. And we see her turn into what the evil grannies were and she uh, kills him. And we see that because she leaves his arm outside of the car. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. And my final note here while I was drunk was, did this movie have a story? (laughs) The answer is no. No, it did not. What a fucking movie, man. What a fucking movie. Um, Would you ever watch this again? No. Would you recommend (laughs) it to somebody? Not never. You wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, There's no, there's no value. I'd say go on YouTube and look up rabid granny kills. If you were interested in the kills. Um, Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is a it, great movie. It could have been a five minute video and I'd be like, wow, that was pretty cool. And <laughs> I didn't need I didn't need 87 minutes of it. Um This would be a good movie for um how we were talking about our new Patreon show where we could like show clips of it. It would be great for that. Um everything else, no though. I don't I don't see that being um a thing. Lloyd Kaufman is 74. He's younger than our president. Um, (laughs) Would you have voted for Lloyd for president? Of course not. I wouldn't vote for anybody. So here's what I'm thinking we should do. Because we always look... What we end up looking up is trauma movies, right? Why aren't we looking up Lloyd movies? Just like anything that he's in? He directed. Okay. (laughs) I feel like that's the thing we're missing. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, as a director. Because as a director. On, stuck did, on you. He, did, <laughs> he, he didn't do that. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, wait. Directed. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he, used, his, did, uh, he used his <laughs> fake name for it. Samuel Wheel. Um, uh, he also did Big Gus, What's the Fuss? <laughs> <laughs> No way. Is this real, Joe? 
If I knew about this name title like years ago, I would have been messaging the, the big guts we know, just responding with "What's the fuss to everything he said?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Shut All right. So this th- this plot for Big Gus, what's the fuss? Is a fucking I just read it. headache. Just, that's why I was silent. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare that is. Oh All right. God. So we've done class of Nukem High. Yep. We've. I don't think we even did Toxic Avenger. We did Toxy. Did we do? Any we did of three them? for the part. We we did three for the part threes. Or like we, oh, we at least talked right. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we did Terra Firmer. We did Terra Firmer. Um, and we did Poultry Geist. And we did Poultry Geist. So it leaves Tales from the Crapper. <laughs> okay, by the way, All the Love You Cans um, is 2002. And it's a documentary of Troma trying to go to the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> this is what our friend Matt Barry was telling us about me about in the chat the other night. He was like, they look like they stink. He's like, there's like eight of them in a hotel room. It's the most disgusting thing he's ever seen. <laughs> um, so we got Tales from the Crapper, Poultry Geist. No, we did Poultry Geist. Oh, yeah. Um, ret- wait, dude, Joe. 2017. Return Return to Return to Nukemai, a.k.a. Volume 2. <laughs> 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 That's the funniest name I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god, Lemmy fucking Lemmy's in this. Oh my god. Um Lee Harvey Hers golf. It's really weird. He kinda like really uh he was really into um like the Nukem High, I guess. Like as a revamp. Um all right. Is there anything here that piques your interest? No. <laughs> Even Tromeo and Juliet, look at the cover art. It's so serious. I mean. Joe, I think that's a serious movie. I don't think we can do it. <laughs> Sean, I mean, of course you can fucking do it. It's gonna be the biggest piece of shit. I've James never actually Gunn seen this one. It. James Gunn wrote it. Yes, that I know. That I know. Um, I mean, maybe Sergeant Kabukiman <laughs> NYPD. <laughs> I I'm I'm a little nervous about that. Um, because I mean, for various reasons. Fatal Sushi, Lethal Chopsticks, and as American as Apple Pie. (laughs) A superhero comedy film is what it's designated as. Um, Honestly, what are her options? It's that or Tromeo and Juliet. These are awful, Joe. Do we want to continue? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I looked up the actor who played Sergeant Kabuki Man, at least hoping for him to be an Asian man. It's not. It's, it's not at all. 
<laughs> Not even fucking close. Um, uh, let's see. Wait, here's... While filming Toxic Avenger Part 2 in Japan, where the original Toxic had been a major hit, Kaufman and hers were approached by Tetsu Fujimura and Masaya Nakamura of Namco to create a kabuki-themed superhero film. Supposedly based on an idea by... I love that that's supposedly. Supposedly based on an idea by Kaufman. Namco became a producer. Like Namco the video game company? I Yes. I don't know. That owns like Sega and Pac-Man and shit. <laughs> that's who Troma... Dude, they gave Troma money to make <laughs> fucking Sergeant Kabuki Man. <laughs> Why is this? In, this is insane. Giving Troma one and a half million dollar budget to begin production. Pre-production. Creative differences troubled production from the start. <laughs> Both Namco and hers wanted a mainstream accessible film geared towards children. <laughs> Whereas Kaufman wanted the usual Troma-esque sex and violence style. The film eventually cut into both PG-13 and R-rated versions. PG and R-rated? PG-13 and R-rated. Oh, okay, alright. Sergeant like, Kabuki Band's in a, uh, a Moby music video. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Ka- Ka- Although Kaufman screamed Kabuki Man at the Keynes Film Festival for several years... <laughs> Is that even allowed? He just kept submitting the same movie? (laughs) Oh my god, the film, it was made in 1990, and it didn't see a theatrical distribution until 96. (laughs) When he finally showed the PG-13 cut. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Wow. I feel like we have to do it. I mean... Dude, there's so much information about this. It's so fucking weird. All right. All right. Either this or Tromeo and Juliet. All right. Let's. No, do- I'm not doing fucking Tromeo and Juliet. All right. Sergeant Kabuki Man. Or Toxic Avenger 4. No. Sergeant Kabuki Man. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Kabuki Man. And then we will do. Um, um, should we do. Because. Uh, there's not, I forgot there's, I forgot we're already done with like fucking November. Wow. Fuck. That's crazy. We should do, um, what's the other fucking movie we want to do for Thanksgiving? Blood. Blood. Rage. Blood. Rage. <laughs> that's the one. Should, we'll do blood rage for Thanksgiving. Should we do that? Yeah. All right. So we'll, so we'll do Sergeant Kabuki man and then blood rage. And then, <laughs> then we're in December. Thank fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> however i would be interested into pitching it to the patreon voters uh for maybe a trauma movie in december in early december (laughs) great (laughs) these movies are awful (laughs) joe even sergeant kabuki man we're reading it and we're like Oh, yeah, this is better than the other ones. It's not. You could probably go into everyone and they've got the most insane <laughs> stories. 
that make you be like, okay, I'll do that. And then we'd watch it and be like, why did we do this? <laughs> Which cut are we going to watch? PG-13 or R? R. Are you sure? Yes. Are you kidding me? Fucking <laughs> toned down Sergeant Kabuki Man. Like I, I doubt PG-13 even exists. I mean, I'm sure there's <laughs> probably a DVD of it. Like, like as a second thing, but... All right, fine. That's what it is. Terror Firmer, 1998, says it's based on the book. All I need to <laughs> know about filmmaking I, I learned from the title. How is that based on the book? There's <laughs> it's a fake movie. Lloyd Kaufman's blind in it. <laughs> and pisses in two streams at all times. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I do not. <laughs> I'm I'm going to look up Sergeant Kabuki Man now, see what versions we can get here. With commentary, that sounds like a blast. Sergeant Kabuki Man, <laughs> NYPD. All right. Um, All right. Well, that's it for the show. Um, oh, uh, we're going to do a live stream for Patreon, uh, for our top tier Patreons. I think the weekend of the 21st, if you're available, Joe, um, I have not confirmed that with Joe, <laughs> but I think, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, but maybe, I don't know, we'll figure it out in the next day or two and post it, but I'm planning to do it on the 21st. Um, and we'll do like a fun live show, um, through this new platform we have, which is pretty dope. Um, and we'll see what we we'll see what we come up with for that. Um, and that's at patreon.com slash I hate horror. We just recorded another bonus episode for that also, which should be should be pretty fun, right? Like I, I thought that was cool. Um, you can find us at Twitter at I hate horror show, um, Instagram at I hate horror. Um, and email me if you want, I guess, Sean at I hate horror.com. Joe, where are you at? At Boogdish1985. That's my man. The Boog. All right. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm <laughs> reading weird things. All right. Um, all right. That's it, man. Thank you so much. This was a great episode, I think. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. Much like Rabbit Grannies, I don't know what just happened. But we gave it our shot. And, like, legitimately, no story to that fucking movie. No. This isn't Joe and Sean being drunk and, like, fucking this up. This is... This story does not exist. Not existent. All right. Anyway. And also being drunk and fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> For Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. <laughs> Thank you. Adios. I die, 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 I